pull your skirt down, mate. That's uh, the reason. The reason we haven't got any receivers is because he did the dirty on us. Literally, it's not like we have actively gone and shopped. Adam, start the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So the the five minutes of me ranting about AJ Brown, um, I'll just I'll just leave on the cutting room floor. That's fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Welcome. This is the world famous Long Snapper podcast. Hope you're doing well. I'm Adam. I've got Craig with me. Hello, Craig. Hello, mate. How are you doing? You're right. Pretty good. good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's good. It's half past. It's half past nine. These are the concessions we've we've made. It's all good. That's what I'm saying. I feel um, like I spend my life doing podcasts. <laughs> um, although this all this suited me to be honest, as it's been one of those days. Pat is here as well. How are you doing, Pat? Hello, I'm good. I wish Charles would stop scoring goals. Well, they've scored again? Like, no, but just... well, one was enough. I mean, it's going to go to penalties. Oh dear. Well, you had, you had a good run. You had a good run. Um, talk of rumours abound of Rich joining us, dropping in, because that's just how we roll. Um, but we promise people might drop in and they don't. We don't mention it and they do. But, you know, like I say, why why plan these things? Um We've come on air. This this might be a first. Um, I haven't prepared a quiz. This feels this is like long snapper unplanned. Do you remember Badil and Skinner unplanned? And definitely it was like, not. They, these are two funny guys. They, they they thought they'd do a show just unscripted, and it was one of the worst things I've ever watched. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we do that most weeks. Yeah, <laughs> thinking about it, we do. well. I try and prepare. You like, do, I think You work really what we're hard. Talk about it, but you do. You spend like five minutes sending us some bullet points and yeah, distributing but, the games. No, it is it's admin. It is admin. Sure. I did I did do that, but I normally spend like another two minutes thinking about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> That's the two minutes that fell by the wayside. Um, and sometimes didn't... he spends another minute telling us what he's decided we're going to talk about, but not always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't always happen. Um, but as as the host, you've got to have some idea. Let's see. Who knows? Um, but what I do know is I haven't prepared a quiz. Craig, you haven't got a quiz. Um... <laughs> That's low-hanging fruit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but it might be low-hanging, but it's too tempting. What are you, you going to do? I'm only human. Um, of the three of us, well, given it's not me, of the three of us who might just happen to have some questions somewhere stashed away, who's it going to be? Ghostbusters. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Pat, take it away. Okay, so um, you may remember from a few weeks ago we did a cryptic NFL players quiz and I got overexcited and did like 40 of them, so here's the other 20, I guess. Um, buzzing with your name if you think you can decode the player that I coded into this cryptic clue. We'll start with... Postal French Town makes meatballs. Postal oh, French Town makes meatballs. Did you say postal or coastal? Postal. Postal. Oh, okay. Adam. Adam. Pa- Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell is correct. It's, it's getting oh. your brain, your brain tuned to. 
I remember when I listened to this and I struggled, so this, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> I was on this and I struggled. <laughs> Starting with geography is not the way to get me involved. <laughs> right, well, how are you with anatomy then, Craig? <laughs> not much better. <laughs> it's, it's not advanced, I think you'll be alright. Here we go. What appendage? Bend in the middle of the leg. Political opinion survey. Difficult. Um. <laughs> I, I, I can't process it. What <laughs> appendage? Bend in the middle of the leg. Political opinion survey. Difficult. Spelling you out an NFL running back. But Najee Harris? No, that can't be right. Uh, that is not right. Backs backside knee Mori hard. That's Good. definitely not a player. I don't. I, hmm. I'm surprised you're struggling with the foot appendage bit quite so much. Bend at the knee? Bend at the leg? That's the knee, right? Yes, that bit is correct. Najee. <laughs> that was where I went. <laughs> Give us it, mate. Let's go. <laughs> Alright, let's go. That was toe, knee, all arse. Oh. <laughs> it's so easy. I didn't realise it was four. Oh, killer. Good. Okay. good. That's good, though. That's good, though, Pat. Uh, I also, we, I also we, we've you. let you down there, quite frankly. <laughs> that's that's going to keep going. I think that's it. All I also right. thought you said butt rather than foot initially. I'm going to have to start enunciating properly, aren't I? Here we go. Next one. Entry point. Male offspring wraps for entry. Entry point. Male offspring wraps for entry. Uh, Craig. Craig. Carson Wentz. Close. He got the sun bit right. The other two bits not so right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, not I, that I, close. I, I, I literally got one bit and went with a name. <laughs> I didn't even think it through. <laughs> I admire that. Thanks. En entrance, son. Entrance. I've got nothing. Entry point. Male offspring. Wraps for entry is door. Son knocks. Oh. oh. I mean. <laughs> Am I going to win this quiz with one point? <laughs> Let's try this one. Pursue pottery material. Pond. Craig. Craig. Oh, I got this. Chase Claypool. Yeah. Craig has leveled the scores. It's one all. Good job, Craig. Here Thank we you, mate. go. <laughs> Feel like a pat on the head. <laughs> That's heavy, mate. That's about 13. So, oil extractor, <coughs> automobile. Oil extractor, Craig. Craig. Uh, I've got this. If, yeah, just to put added pressure. Uh, oh no, don't know, balls. <laughs> Shit, I'll drill something and then that's not a name. <laughs> so, I'm gonna have to hand it over, Adam. <laughs> that Fucked is definitely it. Derek Carr. It is <sighs> definitely Derek Carr. I thought of you when I said the Derek because of the oil. The Houston Oilers logo, it's a Derek. That's what it is. 
Oh, that that's that you learn something every day. <laughs> Look, see, this is an educational quiz. <laughs> Next one. Roofer made more floaty. Roofer made more floaty. See, I think I've got a first name. If it helps, he's a wide receiver. Adam? Adam. I, it's not right. Tyler Higby. I, I, I don't correct. know why. You're, you're right with the first half. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not lucky either. But... It's not lucky either. I think I did lock it the first half. Uh, was... Craig then. Craig then. Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd, made more floating, is Boyd, yes. Oh, yes, yes, well done. Two all. Move it down the list. I reckon Move this could list. probably be for the winner, couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you can do it penalty shootout style if you like. Um, all right, here we go. Juliet's bow wins. Juliet's bow wins. I feel like I'm. I want to do a mark and just make horse noises. I've, I've got... It'll be like straight away. Mark, mark. Juliet's bow. Where is Mark wins. anyway? What has he been doing? Hey, yeah, fuck Mark. Yeah, uh, shout the cheek of you. Only three weeks ago. Having the audacity talk about my availability. Where where are you? Where, where is he, Adam? <laughs> I Fucking don't know, mate. Joke, know. mate. The the epitome of hypocrisy. I think Martin's appeared on this more recently than Mark. <laughs> Who? <laughs> well, who's who's Mark? Who knows? <laughs> Who are all these people? It's a lot of stalling. That was good. Well done, Adam. I don't uh, know. I, I, but I haven't, I haven't used knows, that time that. to think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really thought Juliet's bow would be obvious. Um, he got injured this week. He's a rookie. Injured. I just couldn't. I can't even begin to Juliet's think what a Juliet's bow. bow is. Juliet's bow is Romeo. Wins his dubs. Romeo dubs. Ah. Oh. Oh. Well done. Again, these are good. <laughs> well, they're, they're better than we are. Yeah, know your audience. <laughs> Alright, well, let, let's go for a touchdown scorer from last weekend then. Patio, Mum's Corridor. Oh, for God's sake. Patio. Miranda Mother's Passage. I've got nothing. <laughs> I don't even know. When you say it's going to be obvious as fuck, but what on God's earth could a patio be? Alright, well, let, let me swap out the bit that's tr- tr- troubling you. Row of cots. Well, of all houses. of it. Yeah, all of it. Row of houses, Mum's Corridor. I thought that was too obvious. Street? Row of... Ha- Ter- Terrace? Yes. Ah. Let's go to Terrace? I'm making more horse noises. <laughs> I suppose we don't have to talk about this stuff for the next uh, hour, isn't it? 
He scored a touchdown last week. Like we, <laughs> that, that helps us. Oh wait, I might have a waiver uh, wire claim in. Um, let's just check the app and remember his name. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I wasn't expecting this quiz to involve sleeper. <laughs> That's not really Craig. Us, is it? Craig. Craig. Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall Jr. You're literally using the internet. Well, in fairness, I knew what we were talking about. I just couldn't remember his name. I mean, that's... that's, that's, It's it's, it's it's cheating. It's literally cheating. I I disagree. Thought you might. (laughs) Terrace Marshall is correct. It's 3-2 to Craig. Do you want to carry that, on? Or do you want to that stop there? is. Uh, uh, well, I think we know where my vote lies. <laughs> I think that it, it has been very difficult. A part of me is stubborn enough to want to carry this on, but another part of me knows that the more questions we get, the more stupid I'm going to appear. So I reckon have yourself some music. Fair. Well played, Google. <laughs> well no if, in fairness, it was uh, NFL fantasy app, but whatever. It's not even sleeper. So I'm a collaborative a... guy. <laughs> Very good. I love those. Um, yeah, I'm just not really good at them. The, the question writing is a significantly higher quality than the answering. I know. I feel like the questions were very mastermind and I came ready to play... Like golden balls, you <laughs> the quiz show that you've actually been on. Yeah, <laughs> funny you should say that. Thanks. <laughs> I still, I'm still looking for that to <laughs> the episode. that text from you to say it's on challenge. That's what I was gonna say, PM. mate. Twenty four seven, stick it, keep challenge on. It will, it will come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we? Let's talk about some games because, as you could tell, we paid loads of attention to everything that happened in in week nine. Um, But we are going to review all of the games in one sentence each. Let's start with Philadelphia 29, Houston 17. A much more competitive game than anyone expected, but the unbeaten Eagles continue to win. LA Chargers 20, Atlanta 17. Still stuttering for the Falcons, who can't seem to find rhythm on offense. It's not all roses for the Chargers, who have their own struggles, but managed to edge this one. Miami 35, Chicago 32. Somebody last week said on here how mouthwatering this game was going to be. I can't think who it was. Carolina 21, Cincinnati 42. Scoreline probably doesn't tell the full story. Bengals dominant with a career day for Mixon. Green Bay 9, Detroit 15. Who are you going to blame this week, Aaron? (laughs) Las Vegas 20, Jacksonville 27. ETN is looking like a stud. And for all the drama in Jacksonville over the last few years, he's some form of hope for that struggling franchise. Indianapolis 3, New England 26. You okay, hun? Buffalo 17, New York Jets 20. Shock of the weekend. Well played, Jets. Minnesota 20, Washington 17. If you do a 10-pin bowling celebration as well choreographed as letting the last pin wobble, don't all start getting up before that said last pin has fallen to the ground. It spoils it. (laughs) Seattle 31, Arizona 21. 
over-delivering at underperforming, and over-delivering delivered once more. <laughs> That's just, again, just too good for us. LA Rams 13, Tampa Bay 16. I think both of these teams might actually be broken. <laughs> Tennessee 17, Kansas City 20. An intriguing arm wrestle that the Chiefs eventually won thanks to superior weaponry. Well worth staying up for. <laughs> Crazy. Um, Baltimore 27, New Orleans 13. Houston rolling back the years and the Baltimore defense balling out. New Orleans never seen to get going. No surprise in a no surprises in a comfortable win for the Ravens. There we go. There were your one sentence previews. Four different games. I've only just noticed this. Four different games were twenty to seventeen. Maybe that's it's not that unusual a scoreline, I guess, but a bit weird. Is that sco- the, the sort of yeah? Then we're here for we're here for stuff like this. Um, well, as as I may have alluded to, this is this kind of long snapper podcast unplanned. Um, well, I haven't really prepared what we're going to talk about, so anything jump out. Um, I don't know why I want to start here, but LA Chargers Atlanta game, which it was a bit of a comedy of errors. Now, I've really quite I've really quite enjoyed the Falcons at times. I've quite enjoyed the Chargers at times, but they're they are two flawed teams in their own way. And the last couple of minutes of this game was just everything that is wrong with just clear minds and oh yeah, clarity of thinking. And it, it was just bonkers. And it's, it's kind of why I love the NFL, that this kind of stuff can happen. Like it's, it's 17 apiece. The Chargers are driving down the field relatively easily. Could complete control of the clock. It was one of those situations there. They got themselves into field goal range. Um, Atlanta, I think, had one timeout left or they're out of timeouts, but they couldn't do anything about it. It's just right. Chargers can milk the clock, kick a, kick a field goal with two seconds to go, gets a third down, and they could kneel down. They could do one of those things where they snap the ball, quarterback goes to whichever side of the, the hash, hash marks that the, the kicker likes and kick the field goal. Um, instead, they hand the ball off to Eckler, who had, who'd had a good game, spectacular touchdown. Um, and, of course, Eckler ends up fumbling the football. Um, Falcons recover. Think, what what absolutely boneheaded thing to do for the Chargers. But, oh, no, it doesn't end there, does it? Um, Atlanta, having recovered the football, at the very least, they've secured overtime, haven't they? Or maybe he's he's not just recovered the fumble, he's off with it. Maybe they could get a field goal of their own. Incredible. No, he goes and fumbles the football himself, <laughs> gives the ball straight back to the Chargers, who one play later, back in field goal range, kick the game-winning field goal. Absolutely nuts. And the second fumble was hilarious because he was just running with it and dropped it. There wasn't anyone, like, knocking it out of his hands. <laughs> I, I, love, I love those. I, I think it's, um, like, Atlanta are a funny one. Chargers seemingly maybe injuries but for me for me feel like they've regressed they're kind of in like like a second tier of teams like if we had a if there was like a championship or a serie b type thing that's where i feel like the falcons are like the the best of the rest but in fairness them them and the bills you know yeah exactly (laughs) um but like 
I guess it's not, I mean, it's not common, but it's not unusual to see like those dramatic moments happen at the end of the game. Bro, that's pressure. That is that is why that is why this game is like no other. Like <clears throat> there is no team like you you can get that level of complete uh acute stress and anxiety in in like combat sports and fighting, but you're on your own. There is something very, very different about being the person responsible for fucking it for your own team and for someone <laughs> who has fumbled on the two yard line and given and coughed the ball up for your team to lose the game i can tell you it's fucking horrible and i just think yeah man you can see that it's those like better times or worse where... than your golden balls appearance uh, like uh, oh that is a fantastic they, they are both up there mate honestly i didn't sleep well for either <laughs> um, <laughs> i did not sleep well for either um, but yeah, man, I just think it's so. It's yeah, fucking hell. It's that's that's the that's why the game is the best. It's why it's why you keep watching. Um, I alluded to this at the start, by the way. Um, we do have a drop-in guest, um, regular guest. You probably heard his voice before, uh, Rich Newnham. I, lo- I love that Rich is still Rogers. a guest. <laughs> It, it will never stop. I could be hosting this thing for years in a row and would still be regular guest. Um, all right, gents. It's good to see you lot. Okay, um, where where are you? You I'm, well, in, I'm in Napa. Okay. You still, still are you are you still, still in with the, the uh, Stark Martins. Excellent, excellent. Um, sitting in a sitting in their spare bedroom avoiding the possibility of loud child noises in the background if uh, if the little one wakes up from a nap. Okay. You're having a good trip, lots of lots of wine tasting, presumably. And plenty of beer tasting. Uh done a bit of that. Um got some good beers in. Uh yeah, I think there'll be more of that when because I'm doing one big loop and ending up back in Napa at the end. So probably do a little bit more of it at the end of the trip as well. Um but yeah, just sort of getting plans sorted. Uh there's been a lot of rain around, which is basically means that it's a it's a bit treacherous going over the mountains um so i'm waiting till that calms down and then going for rather than trying and to drive you, a car can you hear can you hear that the tiny violin playing <laughs> with <it. laughs> i know hanging out in napa it's terrible um <laughs> although the weather's very british here today wait um, when you say napa are we talking about iron Napa, yeah or no, no? napa in california <laughs> They're, they're very different places. Man, <laughs> saying Napa, where the fuck is Napa? It's all about it's all about Napa. <laughs> I don't know earlier we spoke about him being in America, <laughs> but I don't remember us saying Cali. Oh, fair I mean, enough, man. I already I mean, done told you geography is not my strong point. Man, <laughs> saying Napa, beer tasting, wine tasting. I'm thinking, what the fuck is that wine tasting? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to see Heartless Crew. I don't really get what you're talking about here. <laughs> nice. It's... That's, a, that's a throwback reference. <laughs> this, this didn't go where I expected it to go. Um, did you watch... I mean, you're you're in America, not Cyprus, or wherever Ionapa <laughs> is. Um, we've, we've clarified that. <laughs> um, did, you watch, did you watch much NFL at the weekend... I'm guessing not much, seeing as the Niners had a bye week. 
Um, well, I actually really end up watching others. I end up watching the Jags. Uh, yeah, the Jags game because that was the only one. Because James doesn't have red time here, so um, it's, 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 the it's usual incredible crazy how... thing with American packages where you just get whatever they feel like giving you. Yeah, it's it's like they can watch every single Premier League game, and we can watch NFL more easily than they can. It's just a bonkers upside down world. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but the Jags game was entertaining. Um, missed large chunks of Sunday and Monday night football because, of course, I forgot what time it is on because I'd expect it to be on like 8 p.m. start here. But, of course, West Coast versus East Coast means it starts at like 5. Yeah, it's a bit... The West Coast games, it's a bit weird where you get five, half past five start and the, the early part of the season, they always start in daylight. It's our Sunday night football brought and you you start watching it and there's blue <laughs> sky and it doesn't seem right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, it's always a bit weird. What did, what did um, you make of the Jags then? The Raiders blew a big lead, which seems to have become their thing. It, it felt very... Um, it, it resembled both of those teams' seasons pretty strongly in terms of both of them having one half where they were ex- extremely strong and looked like teams that maybe could compete and a half each where they just looked dreadful and couldn't do anything. Um, it's just that the Jags did that in the first half and then had time enough to come back from it. And, and the Raiders just didn't seem to be able to get anything going in the second half. It was, it was, it was just a bit odd, really. Um, I, in the end, it felt like a reasonable result for the Jags um, rather than the, the Raiders there. But yeah, they both feel like teams that could be good if they could just get out of their own ways. Did One thing I thought from... The previous week, I watched well some of or followed the entire thing. So a combination of listening to it on the radio and watching it, the the Jags Broncos game, um, and it, but this had a very different feel. The Jags Broncos game, you're watching it. It got close, and I'm watching that thinking that the Jags don't have a win in them. And I, from what I saw of this one, it was very different. Like as soon as as soon as the score was level or close to level. It felt like the Jags were had enough, or they had the the nerve to to win. Maybe that's a reflection of the Raiders. <laughs> Perhaps I don't know. But does that, does that mean that there's some movement in the right direction for Jacksonville? I think before we let Pat talk about his thoughts, because I'm really interested to know where where he he sits on this. I'm inclined to say it is more about the Raiders. Um, like I, I think the Raiders is a fucking shit show. If it wasn't for the fact that the Colts are burning, I think there would be more about the Raiders. Remember, they got there were some big players over there. Devontae Adams, massive trade. Well, like, okay, no, he's not been healthy this year. Josh Jacobs. I mean, Hunter Renfro. These these guys have not performed. Um, or Josh at least Jacob, not managed. Josh Jacobs not, was sorry, to start with. Uh, not, yeah. not managed to put it together. Not managed to get results. I think that it hasn't been right since the Gruden drama. And uh, yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too sure about the Raiders. I, I do think there's more to be encouraged about for the Jags, though. I like Lawrence, and I do like uh, Etienne. So if you can fit, if you can get something going in two years, then I think that the Jags. You know, there's stuff to be hopeful about, but God, it must feel like a franchise that just it just feels like it wallows. It never seems to take massive steps forward. 
Um, and this is from a Jets fan who's only felt different <laughs> as of this year. <laughs> that you, of you, sudden, feel, you feel that way. Stuff. No, I'm not having that. You feel that way every year before week one. Um, <laughs> and then, I, I then think, you see week one and things change. But I think the biggest thing these, these clubs have in common is a horribly dysfunctional uh, front office. We've seen it with the, the Raiders for a number of years now where their draft picks have been heavily questioned and then have turned out not to be as good as where they were drafted, particularly on that offensive line. And that was one of the biggest problems. The Jags maybe made some uh, adjustments to their pass rush in the second half, but they there was no time to throw for Carr. And, you know, he, he's, he's trying to force feed the ball to Devontae Adams, who was getting better covered in the second half than he was in the I think he had like... 10 catches in the first half and then one or two in the second, something like that. So there was an adjustment by the Jags and the Raiders never seemed to work out how to cope with that. Um, but it's, I, I feel the same about both these, these clubs. There's decent talent on the rosters. I like the Jags coaching. I'm not sure I'm quite as convinced by the Raiders coaching, but the front office is just not giving them solid you know, foundations to work with in the first place. And, you know, if you get into that situation where the Jays get the pass rush going in the second half, the Raiders just couldn't move the ball. They couldn't move it. And every time it just looked, it looked like a different team. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my take on this. I agree with you. The Raiders are an absolute shit show. I think they're worse than the Jags. Um, but I do think that's maybe yeah, somewhat, somewhat Pedersen getting the Jags out of, out of some sticky situations. Yeah, we, we did like revolutionary things like running it on first and goal from the one yard line this week rather than rolling out <laughs> to the right and throwing interceptions. You know, that sort of uh, outside the box thinking is what's helping us get over the line in these games. And that's all to the good. I was, I, I said the, last week, well, I said after the James Robinson trade, Jags are dead to me for the rest of the season and I'm going to disengage. And that lasted. About three drives. Those things, <laughs> never, those things never last. It's um, James Robinson did have the have the goal to score his own touchdown. Almost, I think, from the timing of it, did Etn score? Etn and Robinson, I think, both scored within like five minutes of each other um, yeah. in, in real time. As obviously games are simultaneous, um, we should probably mention Robinson and his and his new team. I was going to mention this new team when you guys, when I joined, you guys were talking about fumbling. Um, Craig, how much was your heart in your mouth during that Barrios fumble? Very, very much so, obviously. (laughs) Um, I think that... Where did we say Mark was again? (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, funny that. Um, (laughs) I, I honestly, and I'm not getting ahead. I'm, I, I am getting ahead of myself, obviously. <laughs> we know what type of fan I am. <laughs> but the right type of fan. Ne- ne- needless to say, if it wasn't right, take the Jets out of it, right? Forget the fact that it's the Jets. Think about that performance. Is that not championship football? Now, I'm not getting, I'm not saying that we are, I'm not saying that we're going to win anything. We are far away. But that type of win 
Is that not championship football? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something and I don't I honestly, hand on heart, I'm not sure if I'm joking, taking the piss or serious with this. Um so feel free to take it as any of those as you wish. Um but are the Jets a quarterback away from being a championship team? <laughs> I mean I knew what that was gonna sound like when it came out of my mouth, but listen, listen, honest to God. Listen, bro, I'm telling you, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm not, I'm not, I've not moved on from Zach. Zach's getting a lot of pressure, getting a lot of criticism. I'm not moving on from him at all. I think that he deserves the chance to improve, but Stevie Wonder can see what the problem is right now. (laughs) And even... He, despite that, despite some of the inefficiencies on offense, that defense is fucking elite. That defense on their day, big time. The Jets played the Titans next week. It's zero zero. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. May, maybe there's not. It could well be that type of game. Um, it will piss me off if it is because if that is the result, then it. It we're not playing indicate. each other, so we're all good. We're all good. <laughs> don't don't uh, don't but... worry, NFL. That game isn't <laughs> happening this year. Not not till the AFC Championship game, anyway. So yeah, no, I'm very fucking. I'm very very pleased. I think that um, it's you know there was one. I think Source got beat on like the first play of the drive or on the first drive by Diggs for like thirty yards, and you thought, oh no. You know, you don't, don't want the gloss to come off. You don't want players' confidence to be hurt. You don't want, you know what I'm saying? And, he, doesn't, um, he doesn't look like a player whose confidence is not. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly, absolutely, fucking not. Balled out, got uh, got an interception. Just uh, you know, big big play at the end of the game. Uh, I he's mean, got he's the a young... incredible attribute of being completely immune to defensive pass interference penalties, which is a real plus. For right, listen. I, I don't have any problem with how that last play was called. No no problem at all. Uh, I don't like the idea of being able to chuck the ball as far as you can and a receiver just run as, to the end of the, the field hoping to get a PI call. So uh, no problem with the call. Uh, I, I, I like it. I think it's a big-time win. Defense should be really, really proud, and the young players will take fantastic experience. Zach Wilson needs to go home, work really fucking hard, and try and improve. Uh, and if he does that, I think we're nobody. Nobody wants to play the Jets this year. Nobody wants to play the Jets this year. It sucks to play the Jets. Um, let's fucking go. I, I think there's still this thing of. of quarterbacks being expected to perform within a year or two of being drafted and people forget that it can take four or five years we look at quarterbacks that have had long and illustrious careers and people think about them as the quarterback they've become towards the end of that career rather than the quarterback that made a bunch of rookie mistakes across their first two or three seasons I mean Drew Brees you look at his early stats it's not that good but he was given time he was given the ability to progress and he hit his stride and I'm not saying that Zach Wilson's ever going to be a, a, a Breeze or a Brady, but 
there's all these people already writing him off, even though he's only really played what a season and a quarter of football with all the. He could. He could be a had. Mark Sanchez though. He could achieve those <laughs> levels of. No, I, mean, I, I, I don't I, diss Mark Sanchez, blood. Listen, Sanchez <laughs> went to two championship games. All right, all right. What did you fucking do, son? <laughs> that, that level, like, I watched them. Just even if it is that Sanchez level. I I'll take my hey, listen, twenty ten Mark Sanchez, I'd bite your fucking arm off right now, man. With that defense that you have right now, yeah. You only Trust need me. competent QB play. But that team, joking aside, that team had similar vibes to it, right? Very you, much. You, you that had defense. you had that level of defense. Was that Revis Island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's the best name. <laughs> but you, you, if if you've got a serviceable quarterback and you and you've got a running game that works and you've got a defense that can be enough. Um, it, it, whether it's whether it's enough for the Jets this year, I don't know. But I don't. I don't. They're they're looking like a playoff team, right? I, 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 the I, biggest... assume I assume they're in as things stand. And so yeah, they would be. But I think the thing that the biggest knock on this Jets side at the moment is is the experience side of things. You've got players who'd be going into their first ever playoff games, and that level of of, um, of pressure is gonna gonna hurt some of those players. Now you might find that all of them step up. That's a possibility, but it's much more likely that you get a couple of games this time in the playoffs, but it hardens them for next time out. You get another reload of players coming in and all of a sudden, because you've got Zach Wilson on the rookie contract, so you're still able to throw some money around in in free agency. It feels like this is almost like that that initial tester season to, to really show what you could be capable of and give players experience. And next year you want that next step up again. And that's what, that's what you want to see is like that progression. And yeah, great. If you go deep and, and get to the Super Bowl this year, fantastic. I just don't know that it happens this year. I think you're more likely to, you want that continued progression year on year for the next few. So you, you're in, in the argument for that for like three, four years running rather than one year and then fall off a cliff again. No, no one expected us to be a playoff team. You know, I've said it many times on here. If we got, you know, five, six wins this year, that would be successful. You know, a really good season would be 500 with clear progression. So we've definitely overachieved. I've, I just said all the time, but I cannot give enough credit to Robert Sala. I really love how he's had it himself. And I think that, you know, some people uh, uh, early in the season questioned, is he too much? Is he too friendly? Is he able to hold, like, people accountable? Is he able to have that level of authority, et cetera, et cetera? Um, And and it's proved to be utter bullshit. The guy... Knows his players, knows the franchise, knows has a clear vision. That's how it feels like he's got a clear vision of what the New York Jets are going to be, and people are bought in. And he feels he feels very much in command of things, doesn't he? He, look, he gives the impression of like, he could body be there for twenty years, like, he, and he loves it. I'm in control of what's going on here. Listen, and it's a great time to be a Jets fan. I'm telling you that much, and I fancy us to, like I say, no one wants. There to haven't been shit. many of them. To be fair, no. <laughs> so you take them. It shows what you can do without 
poking in loads of really big, like high profile stars as well, because you're ahead of Dolphins in the rank- rankings with the same record and look at what they've outlaid to achieve that compared to what you've outlaid to achieve that. And you just think like in terms of sustainability to, for the future, the way you're building is much more oh, yeah. uh, manageable than the Dolphins boom or bust. Or look at what the Rams are looking like this year. I mean, I they've had a season, they've won a Super Bowl, fair enough, but they have fallen off that cliff already and they do not look like a team that's going to make it back to the playoffs this year. Um, Craig, right. Quarterback! At some right. point, we're going to need to talk <laughs> about that quarterback. Oh, you lot kept telling me how good he was, but nobody wants to talk about the quarterback. I don't want to talk about that now. Um, <laughs> Shock. I was going to say, uh, Craig, I I, I'm, I'm with you on Salah, because having had him at, at the Niners, he's he's definitely like a big, energy, pumped-up guy, but you know he's not taking it easy on players if they're uh, if they're not pulling their weight. Um, on, on your comment on you were hoping for 500 this year, um, well, you're playing the Patriots next, so you'd be heading back towards 500 pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really weird noise. Sounds like a, <laughs> as Basil Fawlty once said, sounded like a machine gun. Um, oh, I fucked that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can't go backwards there. Um, right, the Bills, just quickly, Mark's not here. We don't want to get bogged down in this. Um, I don't think there's probably a bit of overreaction to this defeat, I suspect, um, which would be harsh. Um, I would be more concerned if I'm a Buffalo fan about how Josh Allen's elbow is looking. So yeah. I don't, I don't know what the level of severity with that injury. Um, I don't know, guessing... man. I am worried about the Bills. I'll be real. Um, given that this is meant to be the best team in the NFL, I'm worried about the Bills. Well, the Jets are obviously better. Uh, what can I say? Uh, um, I, I don't know. Uh, there, there aren't. There isn't. Uh, 16 and 0 Patriots in the NFL at the moment, <laughs> unless that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, yeah, good, quiet. Um, and every team, yeah, we're not going to have a team winning every game. The Bills lost to the Dolphins, they've lost to the Jets, they've won every other game pretty convincingly. Near as damn it. Um, I don't know, they lost to a they lost to an excellent football team in my eyes. I don't see too Thank many you. reasons to push the panic button from that from that perspective. Yeah, as I say, I'd be much more concerned about if Josh Allen missed time, what what they what they look like then. He is a big, massive part of their football team, and they need him to to stay healthy. I I don't get this. I don't get this panicking issue. I mean, you've lost to the Jets, who all joking aside should should beat the Patriots and go to seven and three. That's a very good football team. And you've only just lost to them. Um, you know, some very specific key plays that meant that that's, that's a loss rather than a win. It's not like they got completely blown out and looked utterly limp on all sides of the ball. It just, I really hate this reactionary thing that you get where a team loses barely to a close rival and all of a sudden you've got people on Twitter calling for coaches' heads. It's it's absolute nonsense. <laughs> the positives is as well, the uh, quarterback owned it and yeah, we got ahead. Yeah, we did some stupid things and then we lost that lead. You can learn from it if you accept that you fucked up and you need to do things differently. There are other quarterbacks elsewhere in this league who don't show that sort of their uh, humbleness and ability to learn from their mistakes. What, the sort of quarterbacks that 
don't just throw one interception on the goal line, they throw two. Yes. Um, in fact, it might have been three. And I must say, I've really enjoyed, because there was a lot of very smug Packers fans last year, like, oh, Rogers throws so few interceptions, he's so efficient. I've enjoyed that biting them thoroughly in the arsehole this year. I have really enjoyed it. I must do. I'm not. I'm not the hater type. I re- and we all know. I I like Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers at his best. And let's not forget. And I, I hope we go somewhere with this after actually, because I want to talk about the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen. Um, at his best, Aaron Rodgers. I w- I want to talk is- about the Indianapolis Colts. I hope we've got time for both of these things. <laughs> 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 the opposite end of the <laughs> um. At his best, Aaron Rodgers looked like like the the perfect version of football. Um, and because of that, he got away of being a pouty little bitch. Um, it is so funny watching a pouty little bitch not seemingly be very good at football. <laughs> oh, is is I think there's a combination of things here. One is the fact that the what the Green Bay Packers have around him isn't as good as it was. One is the fact he's now 38, 39. He's probably not as good as he was. Um, All right, but, fucking hell. He's not going to sleep with you, mate. <laughs> Trust me, that's not my angle here. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. He's, he's, he's just, he's not, he's just, just not looking as in control. Like the, he's got Alan Lazard to throw to. Um, and he used to have Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson before that, but I don't even think that's it. I think like the, the Rogers of old would make it work with whatever receiving core he, he was given, just like Brady always did with the Patriots. And it's like, okay, you have Randy Moss, take Randy Moss away. Oh, yeah, let's still win almost every game, throwing to Welker or Edelman or whoever. It didn't matter. And I, I, but yeah, I don't I don't think that's it. There's a it just strikes me. Yeah, he's not as good as he was, but he's in the head he's fallen away, which Brady never did. Maybe there's maybe there's signs of it this year, uh, but Brady at least I think always had the ability between the years. I think Rogers is just so rattled by everything, like he's he's lashing out to blame everything else. You look the body language on the field every time, like every time there's an even incompletion is awful, and. Like he he must know deep down that some of it, a lot of it, is on him. But he's not. I don't. He's not reacting to it in the right way. And I don't. I don't see. I don't see the Packers getting any better with him now ever. Um, it, it's. It doesn't. I don't think he's just got. He's not got the strength of character to overcome this. Even if he probably still had the tools. Both Brady and Rogers this year have that slightly haunted look behind the eyes of men who had opportunities to do some other things this year. I <laughs> thought, no, I'll just give it one more go. I, I, I've still got it. And they're starting to dawn on them that maybe it's been one season too many and these other options, maybe that was the way to go. Do you think in Rogers' case, if he got a move somewhere, because there were rumours that, I'm trying to remember, there were rumours he was going to the Titans at one point, but I think there were rumours he was going to the Broncos before the Wilson trade, um, following Hackett, but I I don't know. Do you think he would have been different if he got a move somewhere else with a different challenge, or was just this this was just how he was going to go regardless? I I think that maybe that's the case, and maybe if he 
did get traded that he you know it's that thing change your location you've got a new new exciting thing to look forward to it's not just all the same old people that you're seeing time and time again maybe he'd get an extra couple of years um I think I don't know that he's seen as necessarily the best investment by people around the league. Obviously, there'd be front offices who just look at the talent that he has had and would think, oh, it's just a blip here. Green Bear on a slide. We bring him in. We butter him up. He's he's much happier with us than he would be at the moment. And, and all of a sudden, things are looking brighter. I mean, maybe hilariously, Brady retires from... The, the the Buccaneers and he ends up there. I mean, stranger <laughs> things have happened. Or, or he ends up on the ever rotating aging quarterback carousel of the Colts. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that, which that. I don't think would go any better than it has for Matt Ryan this year. <laughs> oh, that could that that feels like a nice segue. Um, yeah, the the Indianapolis Colts, poor 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 things that they are. Um, things of Things have got bad enough. Well, how the question remains as to how bad things really are or were, uh, but they were bad enough a couple of weeks ago that they've benched the the quarterback that they've invested a big chunk of money in for the next two years um, has been benched after five weeks for having to run for his life for five weeks from what I've seen mostly. Um, obviously, he's not played that well for the most part, uh, but they benched him. Without, uh, I mean, Sam Ellinger, fine. I mean, he might be the future. Who knows? But they've they've made that decision. He's certainly not being paid as much as Matt Ryan. Uh, but a couple of weeks on from there, well, less than a couple of weeks on from there, they fired their coordinator. Um, and I think of that was only last week. Now it's Frank Reich, who's who's got to go. So, what do you what do you do if you fire your head coach mid season? You go and find a, an experienced guy from somewhere or promote from within, maybe? Or do you just go for some old player who might get the fans going? Um, no coaching experience whatsoever. Oh, nothing against Jeff Saturday. Um, he's probably he's a good guy. He's certainly a, an excellent centre. A brilliant name. And a brilliant name. Um, yeah, baff- baffling to me. Maybe it's just maybe it's a case of it's they're literally saying right we want a stopgap. Maybe they just maybe they want to tank. Maybe that's it. Um, they've got their play caller for the weekend is going to be a thirty-year-old assistant quarterbacks coach, uh, which so maybe they are tanking. Or maybe I'm answering my own question as I talk. I don't, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, let's be real. They looked worse than the Texans this weekend, so they can't get much worse than that with some changes. I, I do yeah. think that the um, like, I, like you know, you, you alluded to. It. I, I, I don't have anything wrong with Jeff Saturday. You know, if I'm a Colts fan, there's a bit of nostalgia and uh, partisan positivity, but. It does beg a question, man. And um, Rappaport did make the point about mid-season appointments, and I'm not sure something has sort of, uh, you know, uh, crass as actively trying to appoint, you know, minority coaches to interim jobs. But 
you know, it does feel very old boy, doesn't it? You can't, can't, what can you do? You can't get away from it. So you either own it and say, I've not like, you know, yeah, it is whatever. Or it's a question to answer. I do. I don't, I don't it's, know, it's the, I don't know, the... Arab enemies killing it every week and. Yeah, but oh, you can't go, you can't know. go and get someone like that no. in the middle of the season. I get that. But... For sure. You, you Maybe it's point. a different process. I don't, I don't know, but it, regard, regardless of regardless of that, it, it feels like it's just a bizarre appointment to me. Um, yeah, that I, I suspect I suspect they're going to be appointing somebody different in the off season, and maybe they go down the right the right road and the right processes when they do that. I don't know. They've dug themselves a big fucking hole. It's going to take a while to get out of. Mm. Good. <laughs> I still, I still think everything that is going wrong here is is in the front office, and it's people there just now desperately trying to save their own skins by sacking anyone and everyone around them. And well, the, the, the if, GM, if, the GM's going to keep his job, I think, Ballard, or maybe he's next week. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but the some, something sounded really odd to me, which was, I think it was Rappaport as well. He said that. Um, Jim Ursay, the the owner, um, he's a, he's pally with Jeff Saturday. Clearly, um, there's got to be some reason for this. Uh, but he said that Jeff Saturday is going to be his eyes and ears in the locker room. Well, surely any head coach should be the owner's eyes and ears in the locker room, or the, the report. You know, okay, they might report to the GM, whatever. Um, that seemed a really odd odd thing to say. What what? So Frank Reich didn't speak to him. He didn't have a relationship like that. Just Frank Reich of, of all his faults, being a locker room guy, surely wasn't one of them. I just that 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 really felt weird. I think Jim Irsay has gone a bit Jerry Jones. He's he's suddenly like it's stuff's about him that is more than what an owner would normally be involved with. Uh, he mm. seems to be taking on a lot of this stuff that other owners would just would leave to the management structure. I, I'm not sure. I was kind of not, not in a schadenfreude way. Um, I'd love to hear Nate's views on, on, on some of this. Um, it's it's going to need a whole rebuild um, with whatever's left. And they're, they're probably in some, in some holes with salary cap and stuff like that with some of the decisions they've made. Um, but you know, when they've had Peyton Manning from 1998 to 2010 and then Andrew Luck from 2012 to 19. And then this, you know, the it, it, all these things go around, come around, don't they? It's a circle, circle, of, circle of the NFL. Thinking about, um, you know, Peyton, Andrew Luck, greats. We talked about Rodgers. Watching your lot lose the other day, Adam. And I don't want it to be hyperbole, but at this point, can we start considering Patrick Mahomes as one of not just the best player now and, you know, the best of his class, but is he one of the best ever quarterbacks? Yeah. Because I watch Patrick Mahomes and I am blown away most of the t- when he doesn't play well which is so infrequent if you you consider the games and his record he, he, he is a type of player where you just you you know like a Ronaldinho 
uh, where you're just waiting for the magic and more often than not you are satisfied it is unbelievable watching him play and I, I, I think I think you know, it is it is greatest ever territory I, th- I, I think that he, he plays the game like no other quarterback has or has ever done so this is, this is not like the, the, his ability to make something from nothing from any such situ- any situation regardless of he's being chased by an athletic outside linebacker whatever he will find he will find something he's not like you've got to try and keep him in the pocket right if you're if you you're trying to play against him but that in it that in itself's near impossible um, I, I I I mean that get that game Sunday night the the Titans were were going in with Malik Willis again um, I think like the way the way Kansas City looks I'm like, I'm I'm expecting to be battered like fifty to six or something that's what I'm 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 fearing this but yeah thanks just just because just because. <laughs> Not not because they're not because of our defense, which has been excellent. Just how how Kansas City could be, and they came out of the blocks. It was like they had a we beat them twenty seven three a year ago, and they had a chip on their shoulder about this. They were like, right, we are we are out for revenge here, um, and like our defense weren't having it. And this 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 is a testament to them, like and Patrick Mahomes. This wasn't Kansas City scored seventeen points in the sixty minutes and. Well, field goal to win it in overtime, but it wasn't Mahomes taking his foot off the gas. This was constant. Like he attempted sixty odd passes in this game, and yeah, some of them were defended, uh, but it's just a constant onslaught. Like our, our defense were on the field for forty one minutes, and they were absolutely gassed by the end. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it was. It's just. Like it might not be like the tight. I get that the Titans aren't great to watch. Like offensively, we are moribund. Um, but with the our defense matching up with that Kansas City offense, whether it's for the purists or not, that that was something special to see. And where where that is a test, like a proper test for Patrick Mahomes, and he come he comes through that. Like whether whether it's Travis Kelsey running an improvised route, whether he's scrambling and takes off with his legs, like all of it. It seems to do it without taking risks on the fly constantly, and it's just some of the, some of the stuff he comes out with. Like it, it's this isn't original opinion. Like you hear Chris Collinsworth, like virtually he's making a mess in the commentary box while he's he's talking about Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, um, but he's he's not wrong. Uh, it, it's it's once in a gen- generation stuff. Like I, there are. Like hands down, yeah, Mark will probably try and argue Josh Allen, but no, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes right now, easily, easily the best in in the NFL, probably for the last three years and almost certainly for the next six or seven, like not even close. He's, he's four and a half seasons in, and going back to Craig's question is, can we already consider him to be one of the greats? He averages 66% plus completion, he averages 38 odd touchdowns a year and in his worst worst season for touchdowns he only scored 20 only scored 26 but he only threw five interceptions that year the guy is there's an eye testing here as well you talk about him 
playing on the fly a lot. It's the calmness that he brings. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, offense. That, yeah, precisely. You very rarely ever see him rattled. And that's something that, you know, it, this guy could play another 10 seasons comfortably. And if he keeps that up, he's going to break records all over the place. Like he's He's got to be considered one of the best of all time already, or at least he's on track for it. He would have to fall off a cliff massively and very quickly not to end up being in that in that discussion. There's two things about it to me, and it's something we talked about before, is that the, the real top-tier special athletes, they make the hard look really easy. And the way he scrambles and just drifts away from people, he doesn't look like ridiculously fast with ridiculous acceleration, but he just makes himself space and then throw passes to places from angles that other people don't see and think of and couldn't do if they did see and think of it, which means he's that bit harder to defend because there's not like predictable passing lanes that you can eliminate. He's got the flexibility to hit receivers. You don't expect him to be able to hit. And that combination of being better at escaping than he ever seems to have any right to be and be able to uh, hit people with minimal backlift and angles you don't expect is just so difficult to deal with. It's the classic take what the defense gives you and when you're Patrick Mahomes, the defense is always going to give you something. And like we, like we tried everything. And to, to keep, as I say, to keep them to 17, 20 points is is amazing. But regardless of any of that, there was a sense of inevitability towards the end of that game. Like I knew you knew what was coming. You knew that when it came to it, he would do whatever was needed to do to to get over the line. You can like we we tried everything. Like with like Kelsey, he's like the obvious weapon that they've got through the air, right? Um, now that, that Tyreek Hill, well, they don't they don't seem to be missing Tyreek Hill. I think that's 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 a dead issue. Um, they've got they've got it doesn't matter. He'll find someone. You double double cover Kelsey, and he'll just throw it to someone else. You 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 can try you mix it up with man coverage, zone coverage. Doesn't matter what you do. If there's if there's a hole somewhere, if there's somebody even like Patrick Mahomes will find them. And if he does, if he can't initially, he'll run around for three seconds. Someone will improvise and he'll find them. Mm -hmm. That's when the game's on the line, he's even better at it. That's that's the bit, like, isn't it? That and and they did sort of kind of um I don't know, reflect on it on commentary in that they you kind of trying to compare him to running quarterbacks, which obviously you know you get when he's able to pick up 10 yards, 15 yards here, blah, blah, blah. But he's on a, it's a different level. It's not a running quarterback. It's, 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 a, it's a complete quarterback. He, he's not able to make every throw. He's making new throws. Shit that <laughs> hasn't, you don't, you, there's no defense for it. These sidearms and these shovel passes and this just, Clarity of vision. It is. It's. It, 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 uh, like you say, it's not. A, it's not a. It's not a new opinion, right? This is not news. But Jesus Christ, man, I, I, he, he is. He is prime time show-stopping TV. He is the best. He is the best we've seen for so long, and he um, is. Uh, you know, I, I reflect. It's people like it is. It's. It's Peyton's. It's Andrew Lux. It's Megatron. It is the true best of the best that you have to think about Patrick Mahomes. 
And you can make an argument. He is, he is, he is the the number one. And it's the perfect landing spot for a receiver like Adarius Tony, who you need someone to improvise when your quarterback's improvising. You see what he's got in his locker from his college footage, not so much at the Giants where they barely use him at all, but <laughs> he was involved sporadically in his first game in Kansas City, and I can only imagine that's going to improve and look like absolute dynamite as he goes forward and he gets to know the playbook a bit better. Rich is talking on mute. Rich, I was yeah. hoping he'd notice. Oh, um, the uh, the improvisational side of things is, I think this is a really important thing in terms of the relationship that Reed and Mahomes have, because a lot of head coaches would try and tamp down that improvisation thing and be like, no, stick with the structure. I want you to run this play this way. These are the X's and O's. This is where the ball needs to go. If it can't go here, it needs to go here. Reed seems to have so much trust in, and I mean, well, it works. Both, it works both ways, you know. Right, but Reed has this trust in him where he doesn't mind him getting out of structure, even when the game's on the line, because he knows what he's capable of, and he's never tried to remove that from his game, even when but, he's had the odd stinker. That that's where he's at his best, and Andy, Andy Reed's smart enough to know that he's smart. And, well, he's he's a beyond level of coaching smart, isn't he? Uh, but yeah. Yeah, you're dead right. Why, why, why would you, why would you do anything else if you've got Patrick Mahomes? Um, yeah, of course you're going to dial up, you're going to dial up plays for for different situations. But there are like a lot of those, a lot of those fourth quarter plays he made were just him, all, all, all him, all Patrick Mahomes. Yep. And 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 Andy Reid's Andy Reid's perfectly happy with that. Um, if it's going to win him, it's going to win him more football games than it doesn't. That's for sure. Um, yeah, Bro, it's mad how effective it is. Like he is a is not like we know. I love Lamar Jackson, but it's not pure unadulterated athleticism. He 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 beat one. He he beat one pressure. In the fourth quarter, can't remember who provided it. With like a little hip shimmy, blood. It was unbelievable. It's just <laughs> he can. It, it is just so. He's got. It's like it is. It's like how Man United fans might grandiose over a Paul Scholes. You know where it's like he's just got so much time. The game was so slow for him. Or you know, cultured fans like myself might talk about. Uh, one Dennis Irwin. So, like, it's just, he's just, he just, ha- he's just, just, so- just sat there waiting. How long, how long until, <laughs> until Dennis Irwin? <laughs> but, mate, it's just, it's such a, it's so fun to watch. They, they are, they are primed. Can you, be- listen, before Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes, nobody gave a shit about the Chiefs. Not one person. Now, if you're, if you're not watching, looks like he's frozen. I think we knew where he was going with that, though. To be fair, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I was going to say we we're going to move on into into one sentence previews shortly. Rich, you you have dropped in, but you need to drop out. I, believe. I am. So I'm, I'm going to bid you gents uh, farewell. Enjoy the rest of your evenings. Any and, any uh, final thoughts before you before you leave us? Any other business? Uh, anything like uh, that? It's no, nice to done. have a bye week and not not worry about any of that stuff. 
Get get back to your Malbec, you prick. <laughs> you I say ramble, mate. <laughs> Take care, mate. Bye. All right, shall we do some some one sentence previews? Um, um, we will start with Atlanta at Carolina. This feels like a game that should be the championship game of the Arena League. Best of the worst. <laughs> Serie B. <laughs> Seattle versus Tampa Bay. Finally, the NFL goes to Germany, and it's an opportunity for Tom Brady to add yet another city to the list of places he's lost in. Minnesota at Buffalo. Tough bounce back game for Buffalo, but the Vikings are vincible, and I expect them to be vinced. <laughs> Denver at Tennessee. Not the easiest out after a pretty heartbreaking loss for the Titans. Lots of positives to take from the KC game, but facing a Broncos team after a bye who also need a result isn't ideal. Detroit at Chicago. This one could finish 7-3 or 57-53. Who the fuck knows? The <laughs> are probably winning. That's fair. Jacksonville at Kansas City. Pray for Pat. Cleveland at Miami. Interesting one in the AFC. I'm not sure we know who either of these teams really are. You have to fancy Miami on their current form, but facing one of the league's best one-two punch after a bye presents challenges. Houston at New York Giants. Houston at home, coming for bye week. It's all coming up Millhouse for the Giants. New Orleans at Pittsburgh. Saints offense was surprisingly impotent on Monday night, but you should still have enough to beat the Steelers. Indianapolis at Las Vegas. One of these teams is going to win this. It has to. Okay, a tie it is. That Dallas at Green Bay. It, look like, it looks like the wheels have come off in Green Bay and Rogers looks past his best. Outside of the QB, I feel like Dallas are the more rounded team and bats an empty heap on the misery in Lambeau. Arizona at LA Rams. Just don't know what to make of the AFC West anymore, but it seems crazy that this is a bottom of the division clash rather than the top of the division clash. LA Chargers at San Francisco. One of the more interesting games of the week with two of the best bats in the league on display. I think this is a bit of a coin flip for two better than average franchises. And finally, Washington at Philadelphia. A feisty Eagles win on Monday Night Football. I'm not even going to complain about it being an NFC East primetime game for once. We can't complain about that anymore. The, the turns have tabled. There you go. Um, okay, well, it won't be an AF- NFC East matchup, but let's do this. The Long Snapper Podcast, worst game of the week. Brought to you by Ginster's Pasties. I don't know. The Colts Raiders is jumping out at me. Uh, um, what games are you avoiding watching? I mean, maybe Broncos Titans uh, doesn't doesn't apply by here, but I think if you're neutral, that that might be a hard watch. Um, what yeah, say that was going to be my shout as well. Um, particularly if Ryan Tannehill isn't back, that makes a big difference to that one. Yeah, um, he, he may not be. I think there's a risk that Atlanta, Carolina could be madness. It could also be dreadful. It feels like a fun watch, though. Like they're, yeah, they're... I'm hoping it's, you know, 35-27, 
Low quality, maybe, but a fun watch. Maybe <laughs> a couple of, you know, punch-ups. <laughs> we, we always like those. Um, what about Saints Steelers? I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing much to get excited about from from those teams at the minute. No, that's true. It's no, that's could be quite a stodgy one. <laughs> Descriptive. <laughs> the Saints look. The Saints look woeful on Mon- Monday Night Football. But, but Ravens, by the way, quietly seem to be in, improving. Yeah, yeah, man. I think that that AFC is a. Is, is, is it going to be? An, it's interesting to to see how that the AFC is going to play out, man. Because I think there's a lot of teams who put a couple of wins together and in for a shot, right? Yeah. What do you, what... Outside, outside smoker on this, Tampa Bay, who've looked mediocre all season, versus Seattle, who've had to travel eleven hours to Germany to play the game, and are, you know, they've run a lot. And they defend well. That's not the most thrilling sort of football. So I think you know, given what international games are often like, that's, yeah, that's a shout. There. The occasion maybe makes it a bit. I don't know. Craig, what do you reckon? Worst worst game for you? Oh, oh you came to me first, and that's annoying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Pat's logic for Seattle Tampa is reasonable. Oh, okay. Should we go there? Why not? Yeah, there you go. Damp, damp squib in in Germany with all the with all the hype. That would be a shame to me. It is a I, shame. I want. I, I want think the, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that, that's that's on brand for us, isn't it? To to do the unpopular. <laughs> like, like that that's going to be. Don't even watch it. Just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid Seattle against Tampa in Munich. Flucht <laughs> <Lech> Deutschland. <laughs> okay. Um, Right, let's try and win some money. I um, I notice it's three years since since Steve passed away, which is astonishing. I don't know Fucking where hell. where the time goes, um, but yeah, in in obviously his memory, the the goal one day one day we're going to win. We're trying to mix it up a bit recently, um, partly because I'm unprepared tonight and we haven't each done a selection of anything. Um, but also just to to do something different, we are going to come up with pure and simple an accumulator of results. No handicaps, just straight. Who's going to win each of these games? We've got eight eight early games. The Munich game plus there are seven six pm games um, to pick. So we'll we'll do that between the three of us as a sort of joint decision. Then the you know, we we win together, we lose together. No. Uh, no, no blame, no blame culture here. Let's start. Let's start with Munich and Seattle. Luckily, there's an odd number of us as well, so this can't go wrong. Logically, like we'll we'll get there. Seattle against Tampa. Um, yeah, this, this is a tricky one off the off the bat. I think. I feel like Tampa will have enough, and Seattle will feel like they can throw one. Yeah. I, my worry's on the Seahawks, so Adam's going to have to have a cast and vote on this one. Oh, damn it, Pat. <laughs> I think the Seahawks are a better team right now, but my gut says it's the Bucks. My gut says that the, the weirdness of the international trip and everything and Brady's experience, I just that's where my gut feels. I'm going to have to go with Tampa, and I hate that. I don't like okay. it. 
I will um, be talking to you about this on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. I've no doubt. So, so what what happened to win together, lose? To, it was me that said it. So <laughs> it? All right, Vikings Bills. This seems well. I don't know. It seems straightforward to me, but you may have a different opinion. I mean, I would say Bills bounce back unless Josh Allen isn't fit. So oh, that's yeah, that's and considered. I that. agree. Can we caveat that? Can we say yeah. Bills assuming assuming Allen's okay? Allen. And if he's if he's not, we go Vikings. I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um Broncos Titans. Um <laughs> I mean, I hate everything about this. I I <laughs> I I think we're the better team in this one. We there's not there's there's nothing to choose between the two abysmal offences right now. Um, this might be... I was going to say, it might be another... If it's Willis, maybe the Broncos have got more. If Tannehill starts, it's us. But I'm not sure that makes as big a difference to us as as the, the Josh Allen thing. It definitely I've, doesn't I've, make as much of a difference to the Josh Allen thing. Then, no, not the same. Well, no, no, not many will. No, I, I think we've probably got enough to beat the Broncos, but you two might outvote me. I don't know. I'm not convinced by the Broncos. They beat the Jaguars, but not convincingly, and the Jaguars would shit on that day. Now, they have had a week off to rest up, and they are, I guess, trending upwards, but they're trending upwards from a low ebb. So <laughs> I would edge Titans because you just ran the Chiefs close. It wasn't like you got blown out, although you looked pretty stale towards the end of that one. It was decent for most of it. Uh, I would have probably gone Broncos just... I think it's hard to come back from a tough loss like that. Um, but yeah, let's go Titans. I think that's an interesting thing about, about the, the, the tough loss. I don't think the expectations were high. I think they'll take positive. We're, we're well coached enough to treat that loss in quite a positive way, I think. But we'll see. Um, we're, but Tennessee has two votes. Um, Detroit, Chicago, don't care, doesn't really count with this, does it? We've got to pick something. Um, I like Chicago I, I think, here. I like Chicago as well. Yeah, at home they they look they look quite exciting. On a bit of a roll for sure. A bit, it's very it's very unpredictable. One. Two games, but score a lot of points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, but um, that's where my gut is, Pat. What do you think? I said Bears in the one sentence preview when I was sticking with it. I think they'll have enough to get past the Lions. Okay, although, Chic- despite decimating their own defense. Chicago it is um, Jacksonville at Kansas City. This isn't one of the difficult ones. Should, should we overthink <laughs> it? <laughs> no. Please, okay, we not. won't. We won't overthink that. Um, Cleveland at Miami. I think Miami. I do think they'll probably have. They'll, yeah, they'll probably have enough. Agreed. There, I don't think. I don't think there's much opposition to to that. I mean, the the Browns look the Browns played well against the Bengals the other day. I thought, but you know, they're they're still just Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I think the Dolphins are a better team. Um, Texans at Giants. Now, <laughs> look at the records, and <laughs> it should be a Giants win, right? But this would it. I don't know. I can't, I just can't be. The Texans were far better against the Eagles than I expected. It was like I was expecting an absolute trouncing walkover, and it was actually quite competitive, um, if never particularly in doubt. So 
if the yeah. eagle, if, sorry, if the, if the giants slip from what they've been delivering, it's by no means a walkover. But I go giants on because they're at home, and you know, it's the yeah, most likely outcome. But it's not a not a foregone conclusion. I don't think. I, 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 I said a preseason that I thought the Texans would be better, and they ha- I do think they have been, but they just haven't been able to get wins. And I think, despite that running back look, looking really good, um, I think confidence does count. And G men have been on a roll. I think it's going to be very difficult coming into New York to to get a, a win after the season so far for the Texans. I like New York. Yeah, I think it has to be the Giants. Uh, the the Texans, like. Uh, their their running back Pierce looks excellent. That's he's been a really good pick for them. But defensively, they they aren't they aren't it. Like the the, the Texans, you always associate with being obviously had JJ Watt for years. That helps with it, with these things. But you associate them with a really strong defense, and they don't have that anymore. And that's that's hurting them offensively. They're a bit better, but yeah, I think that the Giants will will be able to score too many points. Um, finally, Saints Steelers. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this could be the worst game of the week, you know. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We've 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 got to lay laying off. We've laid our bed lying it. Come on. Um, <laughs> we've got to pick a winner here. Saints. I think so. They looked yeah, they please. looked hideous, but the Steelers are worse. Um, the only risk Hills is run around. The only risk is Tomlin's still got to get to his winning record, and they're two and six, so they've got to start winning soon. But I think Saints on balance. I, I fear for Tomlin's winning record thing. I think that's no, I <laughs> that's on its way. They out, just they just got no talent, man. Najee Harris can't get more than four yards. Like it's just they're just shit. Yeah. Okay. So Tampa. Buffalo, assuming Josh Allen plays, Tennessee, Chicago, Kansas City, Miami, New York Jets, sorry, New York Giants, and New Orleans. That's our little accumulator. Maybe this week feels right. Let's do it. Right. Any other business? Um, I have not thought of anything at this point, so I'll let one of you two go first. Craig, I can go. Uh... Are you interested in my experience of parking this week? No? Yeah, okay. parking <laughs> No, I won't. I'll save them for next time. Um, <laughs> Rio Ferdinand, I love him. Uh, obviously, as much as Dennis Irwin? No. Never <laughs> said that. <laughs> levels um but i do i do i do love rio uh obviously fantastic at my club but he's also from london and uh he does a lot for sort of south london communities i live in south london now um recently got well not recently i think today got an obe and just i think is sick and worth mentioning because i didn't i I don't think that that, i've missed that actually oh fair play i mean i'm not one for state accolades um but as far as they go um you know there aren't many more deserving than than rio so big up rio and uh, yeah boom 
There you go. Um, Pat, any other business? I've got a bit of a story to tell. Oh. Um, and it, as all good stories do, it starts with me cleaning my bathroom on a Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> That's definitely not the first time. <laughs> first time we've heard this. <laughs> so um, I had the window open to let the surfaces dry off. Smart, forward thinking as I am. Um, which meant my windows open to the front road. So I heard some fairly abrupt knocking on a front door. Had a little nose out, didn't see anyone at my door. Suzanne was in the back garden. Um, so didn't feel the need to go downstairs. Started wiping away. And then I heard someone shout, really need you to answer this door. It's the police. And if you don't answer it, I'm going to have to stove it in. I was like, oh, that sounds um, worrying. So I had a little look out. And there's a police van and a police car and like six to ten coppers surrounding my neighbour's house. And uh, they had a, I don't know, 10, 15 minute round with uh, someone in my neighbour's house. And then eventually knocked that door in and arrested him, took him away. I didn't even know anyone was there. I thought my neighbour was uh, away because her car was away. And it was, it was her son was uh, staying there in the background. So uh, he'd been very quiet and completely unnoticed. Uh, they took him away on charges of theft. His other brother turned up absolutely raging about 10 minutes later. What are you doing in my mum's house? What are you doing knocking my mum's door in? What gives you the right to be in here? And they said, oh, we're, we're in here on uh, section 38. And he was like, section 38? Imminent risk to life and injury. I don't think there was any imminent risk of life to injury until you knock this door in and cross this threshold. There was only my brother in here on his own. There's no risk of injury or life there. Turns out he's a lawyer and he absolutely stitched them up and uh, <laughs> lectured them out of their house for about the next 15 minutes. It was uh, interesting to behold. So That wasn't where I expected this story to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so why were, they trying to go in, why were they trying to kick the door in? Or what was the man doing? As I understand from what I overheard while I was cleaning, he's <laughs> going through a divorce. I mean, you say overheard. I've got I've got you with a glass against the wall in my head here. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was paying attention because I thought if there's some like police malpractice here, I want to be a witness in this guy's defense because I can hear the reasoned discussion that's going on, but I can also hear him saying, Have you just turned that camera off? Why is your camera light blinking differently to that guy's camera light? Get out of here. I'm not comfortable having you in here anymore. It was all reasoned, but a little bit frightening. So, um, yeah, it sounds like a divorce is happening. And he left to live at his mum's house for a bit with some stuff that they'd agreed he could take. And that sort of that got phoned in as theft. And they that turned up. feels like an overzealous reaction to the charge to Very me. So. I, I'm certainly not a lawyer. And part of the things that, part of the discussion with the other brother that came out of the door was, so what are you still doing in here then? There's no imminent threat to life or risk of injury now because you've taken him away. Oh, we're investigating. You're investigating. You're trying to look for evidence for something you've already arrested someone for. That's a gross breach of police proceedings, isn't it? Not having the evidence before you make the arrest. It's all very <laughs> interesting. And it was interesting to hear how the police went from quite loud and confrontational to very mumbled and inaudible throughout this discussion as he what did the, the who what what people live there who are your neighbors so my neighbor is a 
uh, a black woman in her late 50s, early 60s. Her son was there, must be maybe 40, about my age, I guess, maybe a little younger. So perhaps no surprise that he wasn't willing to come out of the house (laughs) into the van with 10 policemen when they uh, knocked on the door and went, because it started off by, oh, we we just want to talk, we just want to chat about some things, we just want to explain some stuff. It's like, really? Because you immediately arrested him and brought him out in handcuffs when you finally got into that room. So it didn't look like you were willing to discuss anything. Mm. It made me realise how little I knew about what police powers are. And, you know, when they say, oh, well, we're here on Section 17 and Section 32, who knows what that means? Like, you've got to explain what that means to people because no one's going to know that. And I was chatting to a guy who I met at the football who's a retired policeman, and he was like, yeah, technically, they don't need a warrant to come in your house because they didn't have one. They need grounds that someone they need to arrest is in there. That's all they need. So they were going around asking neighbours, is there anyone in there? Do you know if anyone's in there? And if you say maybe, that's enough grounds for them to do what they like. Unless you give a clear no. Oh, sounds so wishy-washy, though. Mm. Uh, uh, and what actually just sounds like a, a div- something that a divorce lawyer should be dealing with rather than that sort of police presence. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I suspect there's already a police complaint's gone in from the uh, conversation that brother number two recorded with them because A, he was not happy, and B, he had them banged to rise. <laughs> oh, good for him. Um, that I've, I've not used this time to think of think of uh, any other business. Oh, well, other than... Are there, do you find that there are certain things... I'm, like, I, I'm into my 40s, humble brag. Um and there were certain i'm not sure why i said that um, certain things that i could do 10 15 years ago that i now find difficult following a recipe is an example hello hello fresh we've been we've had them this week for two or three meals i cook i cooked one last night i've cooked another one tonight um i it would just be so i, I could do it if there were if the recipe cards didn't have the word meanwhile so much. Like if it was just everything in one nice order, but as soon as you put a meanwhile in there and I've got to do, I've got to, while, while the chickens, um, while the chickens cooking away, um, chop this up and then stick a stick, some, stick some rice on all at the same time. No multitasking. And I'm sure I could, I could have done it easily before. It's just harder. I don't know. At maybe, 40, it is, maybe it is just me. At 40, is it appropriate to be getting stuff like HelloFresh? Shouldn't you know how to cook <laughs> by now? I always think like people who get gusto and it's like a spag bowl. It's like, what the fuck? You're an adult. Oh, you, no, should they're, know they're, how, you should know how to make though, spag bowl. Okay, what are they, Adam? It's Sweet yeah, I can. I, but that's that's the, that's the thing with this stuff. If it was, if it was just a spag bowl, you you know what you're doing. I I could just cook a spag bowl any day. There's loads loads of things I could do, but they're all like there's nothing necessarily more complicated about some of these recipes. But they're all like because it's not in your comfort zone and you're following something that you're not used to. Right? And if anything, if it's just an order of tasks, I could do it. But it's it's like they're doing multiple things at the same time, bro. At your age, you should not need to be told how to cook. <laughs> do, do, 
a lot of it is it's just uh, different ideas and a, an easy way to to have them and um, and it's it's pricey for what it is but there's always an offer like if you don't if you don't use these companies for months on end they, there's come back to us come back to us um here, it's expensive, but I can't be asked. That's cool. But yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I'll tell you what I struggle with since I'm 40. I can't put a coat on without my shoulders hurting, and I can't take a welly off without getting cramp in my left calf. I am a broken man. <laughs> oh, you're not alone with that, Pat. Don't worry. Um, um, breaking physically as well as mentally, it's all good. Right. Um, right. Are we? Are we just about done? I hope so. I hope so. It's five past eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hour and a half with us. Uh, how many questions did we do with the quiz? Eight oh, about four. <laughs> I nearly said at the start, why don't we just just make it an hour? It's late. Yeah, like, we don't. Games. We don't need to. We don't. And we just. But it's fun. That's we wouldn't. Yeah. That's, what's, that's what happens. It's fun. Enjoy that's it. Yeah, but you're yeah, right. we'll, you're welcome. <laughs> we'll do it again next week, shall we? Enjoyed that. Always enjoy it.